knowing that my home is in heaven. I tell you what, I'm so thankful for that, and I hope you're excited about that, because one day it's going to be a reality. And uh, I tell you what, I'm, I've been praying for our pastor, and I'm excited uh, for him to be preaching that missions conference. I know he'll do a great job uh, over there for those people, and we're going to pray for that conference. And excited about the missions conference that's coming up, and I, I'm excited about taking my daughter uh, to the camp out, and we'll see what happens. Man, I, I'm just I'm I'm scared of bears, but I know there's no bears hopefully in Texas. Uh, but I, I told him I'm, I'm scared of bears, uh, sharks, uh, alligators, and spiders. I hate spiders. Amen. Uh, I hate those things. But uh, but we're going to have a good time out there, and I hope you get to come and be part of it. If you got your Bibles tonight, I want you to go to First Corinthians, First Corinthians tonight, and uh, chapter number fifteen. First Corinthians, chapter number fifteen. And uh, hold your place there. We're going to be there first. And we're going to uh, look at a lot of different scriptures on tonight. And uh, But we're going to start there in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Amen. If you found your place, let's all stand to the uh, reading of the Word of God on tonight. I want to preach on tonight probably one of my favorite subjects. Uh, Brother Y'all said I need to preach tonight, and so I'm going to preach tonight. Uh, But I want to preach on one of my favorite subjects, and tonight should be one of your favorite subjects, and that is the rapture of the church. That is going to involve you and I that are born again, saints of God, it is going to happen, and while you're standing, we're going to, uh, we all know, uh, when you go to school, especially in Kentucky, there's tornado drills, and they took us in hallways, and they would say, tornado drill, and we would all get down on our all knees, uh, all, uh, our two knees, and we'd get down, and we'd put our little uh, hands over our head in case something fell out of the ceiling, we'd all get down. They'd say, tornado drill, and that's what we'd do. Well, I'd say there's some kind of drill for hurricanes. But tonight, uh, we're going to do a rapture drill. A rapture drill. So while you're standing up, what we're going to do is, when I say rapture, we're all going to say it together. Rapture, well, I'm going to say one, two, three, rapture. And we're going to say it, and we're going to stand on our tippy toes and lift our hands up and say rapture, okay? Here we go. Let's do a test. Here we go. we got to get ready for this. One, two, three, rapture! Alright, that's pretty good. Pretty good, let's do it again. One, two, three, rapture! That's a lot better, amen. Now guys, listen. If you go to the you don't even have to go to the gym tonight, you've already exercised, okay? You men are allowed to have a donut right after the service. You got your exercise in. Amen. But notice here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Notice what the Bible says in verse 51. The Bible says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now a lot of churches have that in their nursery. Uh, We shall not all sleep, but all be changed. Amen. In a moment, the Bible says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. 
For the corruptible must put on incorruption, and the mortal must put on immortality. Now notice this in verse uh, verse number 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall uh, be brought to pass the saying that is written. Here we go. Death is swallowed up in what? O death, where is thy? O grave, where is thy? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I need your help tonight as Brother uh, Hoots is mounting the pulpit there in San Antonio. And Lord, I, I pray that you'll bless him, but Lord, also I pray that you'll help me as I fill the pulpit for him. Help me do a good job tonight. And Lord, I pray that you'll get me out of the way. And Lord, I, I want to be a help and a strength and I want to be an encouragement. I want, I want this service to be excited because uh, one day this is a reality that we will get to be with you. And Lord, I just pray that you'll bless uh, uh, there and here on tonight. In Jesus' precious holy name I do pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated on tonight. We find here uh, about the rapture of the church, we find uh, the next event on God's prophetic calendar tonight is the rapture of the church. That is the next thing that's ready to happen, guys. And we're waiting for that uh, day to come. It's going to come. And believe it or not, man, uh, you start looking at society. You start looking at the world. You start looking at Israel and everything that's going on. You can kindly see how God is going to come one day for you and I. And that is going to be through the rapture of the church. Now, if you look on the internet site, uh, our website here at East River Baptist Church, we believe believe in some things. We believe that the Word of God is uh, the Word of God. We believe the King James Bible is the preserved Word of God. If you go on down, you will see that this church, we believe in the pre-trib, tribulation, pre-millennial, we believe in the rapture of the church and it could happen at any time. We're waiting on it. Jesus Christ could come today. Uh, Just as we're speaking here today, Jesus Christ could come back. Now notice this here in verse number 51. uh, Here in 1 Corinthians, uh, we find, Behold, I show you a mystery. Notice this. uh, uh, We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now we see here in this chapter, we've seen the unknown about the rapture. It's a mystery. Uh, we see the unharmed about it. Uh, it says, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. We see the unseen. We see the unstoppable. This thing is going to be unstoppable. Jesus Christ, when He comes, He is going to come and nobody can stop it. He's going to come. I want you to see some more things. I want you to go to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew talks about the the, uh, Mount Olivet. It talks about the second coming when He comes to the earth. And we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. But I want you to uh, uh, read on down to uh, verse number 36. Verse 36. We see the first part of this chapter. We see it uh, talks about uh, the Mount Olivet Discourse. We see all those things. But I want you to notice in verse number 36... 
of Matthew chapter number 24. We see something a little bit different here. It says, but of that day, an hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, uh, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, and the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch, the Bible says, watch therefore, for ye know not what hour our Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Now we got to understand there's two phases, two phases to the second coming. Two phases. One phase, he's going to come as a thief in the night. The other phase, he will come when every eye will see him. Now, the Bible says here in the book of Matthew that he's going to come as a thief. Now, that doesn't make sense if he's going to be here on the earth. Everybody will see him. And so here we see that he's going to come as a thief. I'm talking about the rapture. Notice this. It's in secret in verse 30, uh, 36. It's similar. It's surprise. It's uh, in selection. Uh, only the saved and stand guard. And we see all these things from 36 all the way to verse 46. We go on down. Now let's turn with me to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter uh, number 4. The Bible has a lot to say about the second coming of Christ and the rapture of the church. Now notice this in First uh, Thessalonians, sorry, First Thessalonians chapter number 4 and verses number 13. We're going to uh, do a little groundwork and then we'll get into the message on tonight. The Bible says here, in verse number 13, we use this a lot of times. You'll hear this at funerals. You'll hear it at the graveside. But notice what the Bible says in verses number 13. It says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which having have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died, do we believe that? we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And the Bible says in verse number 18, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. We see how the Lord Jesus, He is going to come back. The rapture, then you won't find the word rapture in the church, but you will find uh, the principle, you'll find the meaning. When we, uh, when we read up here in verse number 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be what? 
caught up together with them in the clouds. Uh, that is going to be a great meeting in the air that we just sung about just a few moments ago. I'm excited as a Christian. I'm excited tonight that my Lord, that I put my faith and trust in, when I got saved as a 12-year-old boy, I'm excited that one day heaven is my home. But I'm excited just as when Jesus Christ, when He does come, He's coming back for me. Are you safe tonight? He's coming back for you. The Lord that you have read in this dear old Bible and all these notes that you've jotted down, He's coming back for you. He's coming back for each and every one of us that are saved and born again. You know that time when you got saved. You remember that time. Jesus Christ is coming back for us. For us tonight. Can you believe that He is going to do that as we read in the Word of God? That's His next step is coming back. And I'm thankful that I serve a living God that loves me and cares about me. But now He is not going to forget about me. He's coming back to get me. You know, the rapture inspires us. It ought to inspire us. We're excited about, uh, man, we're going to get to build a new church here uh, pretty soon. We're excited where the pastor is leading us. We're excited about the people that's coming and the visitors. We're excited. We're getting things rolling. We're excited about church. Uh, everything's filling up. The choir, uh, we're getting to sing and practice on Sunday nights. I'm excited. I'm excited because of Jesus Christ. But the rapture inspires us. Or should inspire us to watch. Are you ready? Are you ready for that day to come? Just as we got on our feet and said, Rapture! One day that's going to be real. I know it seems like it sounds like a fairy tale, but it's not no fairy tale. Jesus Christ is coming back. He's coming back for you and I. It ought to inspire us to watch. It ought to inspire us not just to watch but to work. Notice here in 2 Peter. I want you to turn there real quickly. 2 Peter chapter number 3 and verses number 8 and 9. The Bible says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but His long-suffering to usward. Not uh, willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know what the Lord is waiting on? The Lord is waiting on there's going to be the last soul one day will be saved. It's going to be an exciting time. Just this past Friday, I got to witness to one of my co-workers. And I got to go through the whole gospel plan about Jesus Christ. He told me this. He said, you know, to be honest with you, Jake, he said, I don't know anything about this man you're talking about. And I said, well, let's get back to the basics. I said, do you believe that there's a God? He said, yeah, I believe that there's a God somewhere. And I said, that's a good start. I said, so you believe that there's a God? 
And I went on and I said, if there is a God, don't you think that He would uh, give us uh, some kind of reading or something uh, to tell us about the future, to tell us uh, uh, the state of what we can do to be able to uh, be with Him? And He said, I believe that, I believe that. And I said, well, we got to look and see what book is our God, the God that uh, you will finally trust in, what book is that found? Is it Buddha? Is it Allah? And I said, there, and then there's a man named Jesus Christ. I told him, I said, you go to any college and no college, they will tell you, no, uh, no liberal, they will always tell you that there was a man that lived upon this earth and his name was Jesus Christ. That is history. No matter if you're a liberal or a Christian. There's a man by the name of Jesus Christ. He lived and he died upon the cross of Calvary. They have to admit that. They have to admit that just as George Washington, he asked me, he said, but you didn't see Jesus Christ. I said, but did you see George Washington live? He told me no. I said, but there's evidences that George Washington lived upon the face of the earth, isn't there? We got coins, we have the dollar bill, we have little things written about George Washington. But I said, you never got to see him. And he was like, well, that's true, that's true. And I said, there is a, a, a Jesus Christ, that is history. He did live. He did die on the cross of Calvary in a crucifixion. I said, but this is where, where the rubber meets the road. I said, after he uh, died on the cross of Calvary, he was put into a borrowed tomb. And there he rose on that third and glorious day. And I said, that is where you have to take it by faith. And he said, I never thought about that. I said, sir, no matter what you do, I said, Jesus Christ, He lived, He died, and He rose again. I said, there's not one single thing found in the Word of God that you can correct. There's not no mistakes in the Bible that you hold. There's mistakes about me. There's mistakes about you. But there is no, not one, not one found a mistake in the Word of God that we can prove. Nobody has ever done that. We've got to take it by faith. And I'm excited tonight of all the folks that we get to talk to about Jesus Christ. I'm so excited about all the folks that are getting saved and born again. I'm so thankful that Brother Tierbach got to see those seven uh, that got uh, born again uh, this Sunday morning. I'm so excited to hear about all those different things. I'm telling you something, God is still working. He is still working. One thing that's so precious about the missions conference is our missionaries, man, all their, uh, they believe, they believe in the second coming. They believe in the rapture of the church. They're believing the same thing. And while they're on the mission field, giving the gospel, the a death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, why are they giving their lives? Why are they doing all that? I'm telling you something is because this thing of, of, in the Word of God about Jesus Christ, it's all real. It's all real. And the rapture of the church is all real. So we, uh, the rapture inspires us to watch. It inspires us to work. And then it inspires us to wait. Now notice this in 2 Timothy real quickly. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. 2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verses number 8. The Bible says this. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me all that day. And not to me only, 
but unto all them also that love His appearing. If you would raise your hand tonight, how many of you are saved and born again tonight? Raise your hand. How many of you tonight are excited to see Jesus Christ one day? Guys, one day it's going to be real. One day it's going to be real. Just as we go and we see different ones. Brother, I want you to stand up real quick. I mean, I felt, your, I felt his hands. I know he's real. I'm going to pinch him. I, I won't pinch you. But I see him. I know he's real. I touched him. I, I, I seen him. One day we'll get to see Jesus Christ. It's going to be face to face just like me and you are right now. Can you imagine seeing him? Can you imagine seeing the Lord, Brother Clark? Thank you for that. Can you imagine get, going up the one that you're going to the prisons for? The one that you're giving your life for? The one that you're just, you're giving the missions, you're doing everything, you're giving your tithes and offerings, you're reading your word of God. The one day you'll get to see him. Amen. Each one of you ladies, you'll get to see him. It's going to be amazing. I know you think, man, this preacher's crazy. I guess I am. It's probably a Kentucky thing. I don't know. But can you imagine? Can you imagine tonight getting to see the one that saved you, the one that died on the cross? Hey, he is worth a living for tonight. What a Savior. What a Master. The Lord, He is coming back. But there's two different stages to our Lord's return. He is to return to the air uh, for His own. And this will be a private manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ when He returns for those uh, uh, now being saved by divine grace. And then there will be a second one. He will return to the ground after the seven year period of the tribulation. He will return to the ground. His feet are to stand upon the Mount of Olives when He will be seen as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So firstly, firstly He comes for His saints. And that is going to be just for us. That's going to be as Him coming in a thief in the night. That's going to be us just rapture and going up to meet him but the second one he's coming with his saints that's when we get to come back with him that's when that brother jake and brother hoots and brother y'all's back there gets to ride a white horse and I, I don't know, I, I might slap the back of uh, Brother Yalls' white horse, get him going, and so I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm so excited. I, I, I'm not a good horse rider. I know I'm in Texas, but I'm not a very good horse rider. But I'm excited to get on that horse. I'm excited to wear that white robe. I'm excited to come back with Him, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I'm excited to be with Jesus Christ. The fact of it. Jesus Christ Himself testified of His second coming. In John chapter 14, I want you to turn there. I love hearing those Bible pages turn. And uh, just be with me just, just for a few moments. John chapter number 14 and verses number three. Uh, three. I want you to see uh, Jesus, what He says here. He said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto Myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. There's been many nights in my life that I'm, I, it gave me insurance. It gave me peace to know that 
Jesus Christ, He went to prepare a place for me. If I was the only person on this earth, Brother Boyer, I just can't believe that He would come to die on the cross for me. But He did. There's not one single thing. You all look at this preacher preaching to you tonight. There's not one single thing good about me. I'm going to tell you something. It's all good about him. There's nothing good about me. There's nothing good that I have done. But Jesus Christ, He gave His life. He died on the cross for me. And He died on the cross for you. And He died on the cross for this old world. And He gave His life. I'm telling you something. We ought to be excited as Christians. Excited about what, who our God is and what He has done. The rapture is coming. He promised His return. He could not, He would not, and He shall not lie. Jesus Christ, He does not lie. He always has and will keep His Word. All throughout time, Jesus Christ, He uh, is faithful in what He says. Heaven itself testified the second coming. I want you to notice in the book of Acts, chapter number 1, very quickly. Acts chapter number 1 and verses number 10. The Bible says this, It says, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, uh, which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? Uh, This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Man, heaven itself tells that He's going to return. Jesus Christ said He would return. And notice this, the Holy Spirit, through the church, He testifies of the second coming, found in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, verses 13 through 17. Man, we see that uh, they testify of His second coming. But notice this, the time. The time. The day has been marked. It's been marked by God. Upon God's calendar... But from our side, the time is unknown. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. The day of His return is imminent. It says, Watch ye therefore, for ye know not what hour that your Lord doth come. I wonder what you will be doing when He comes. If we get to live here tonight, if we get to live tonight and live uh, and just say Jesus Christ returns uh, on a so-and-so date and we're living, I wonder what uh, when He comes, what will He find us doing? I wonder if He'll find us in church. I wonder if He'll find us maybe working and thinking of Him. I wonder if He'll uh, find us coming and we're sitting down somewhere, maybe in our favorite rocking chair, and we're reading the Word of God. I wonder if when he comes that maybe he finds us all singing a, 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 a hymn unto him. I wonder what we'll be doing when he comes. But the time is unknown. The time though he will come immediately, be like a thief in the night, and he'll come. The day of his return has been, uh, has been de- uh, dis- uh, delayed just a little bit. We find in the Word of God over and over again in Luke 21 and Romans 11 and 2 Peter 3, we see that until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. We don't know how long that will be. 
In 2 Peter chapter number 3 and verses number 9, the Lord is not slack concerning His promise as men, some men count slackness, but His long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The last soul will be saved one day. The last soul, the last person, the last invitation will be done. It'll be done and whoever it is, the last invitation be given and Jesus will come and get us. I'm excited about that statement. I'm excited about how long-suffering He is because He was long-suffering to me and He was long-suffering to you. I'm thankful for our dear Lord tonight. We see the time, we see the manner. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse number 11, shall come in a like manner as ye have seen Him go into heaven. Where is heaven tonight? It's up. That's how I teach my children. We teach our children, where is heaven? Heaven's up. Where is hell? Hell is down. Heaven's up, hell is down. And tonight, one day, as they looked gazing up into heaven, as they saw Jesus Christ ascend, one day He'll be coming like manner. One day we'll get to see Him there and meet Him in the air. He went in the presence of His own. The unconverted did not see Jesus uh, vanish away. They didn't see it. The last time the world saw Jesus was when it, was, uh, it rejected Him and crucified Him on the cruel cross of Calvary. But the next time, the next time the world will see our dear Lord is when it beholds Him as the rightful Lord and King. As He comes to make the kingdoms of the world His own earthly kingdom. Our Lord, He went away suddenly and He'll come back suddenly. We see that. Now I want you to see something tonight. We see the miracle and I'll be done. The miracle of the, uh, the rapture. First of all, the resurrection of the dead. Have you thought, ever thought about that? The resurrection of the dead. Now we've buried a lot of people. A lot of my family's been buried. We go to funerals all the time. But notice this. First Thessalonians chapter number 4. And let's turn there real quickly. We'll give you three things and I'm finished tonight. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. We see something here. The Bible says this. We see in verse number 16. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Notice that. So we see the, uh, the, the unsaved dead, uh, they will remain in the grave until the great white throne judgment. Now there's two judgments. We have the great white throne judgment, and that is for the unsaved dead. But we have the Bema seat, the judgment seat, uh, that all the saved will be at, and they will be judged there, we will be judged there, not the great white throne. But notice this, the unsaved dead will remain in the grave until the great white throne judgment. This will, uh, this right here will be a bodily resurrection. For the dead in Christ, a union of soul which has been with Christ to a new glorified body takes place. 
Can you imagine as those graves get busted open? I don't know how it's going to look, but it's going to, the graveyards are going to be a mess. And the graves will be busted open. And that body, the, everybody's body that's in the grave, that's born again, it will meet a soul and body in the air and the Lord will transform it right then and there. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine seeing that happen? Can you see it? Uh, one day it will happen. I don't know what the Antichrist will say at that time, but you'll have to say something. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 53, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. I'm so thankful the Bible says there will be no more tears in heaven. All tears are wiped away. I'm so thankful. I have a, uh, a plate in my leg right now. I have a plate in my leg. I got 12 screws, and they broke a drill bit in my leg too. Still got that. I keep it for airports. And they think I got weapons on me. No, I got a plate in my leg. I broke my leg right in two. I broke my, uh, uh, is it, what is it called? Tibia amphibia. Man, that's crazy. Uh, but anyway, we, I broke both of my bones in my leg and they put a plate in there. And I broke it at Christmas time of last year. And at that time... They put a plate in there, and, and man, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle to try to get back to normal. It's been a struggle to be able to run again. It's been a struggle to be able to put some weight on it. But I'm getting there each and every month. I'm getting there. It's getting a lot better. The swelling's going down, and I'm thankful for that. But one day, I will have a brand new leg. I'll have a brand new leg. I'll have a brand new body. I won't need these old glasses no more. Aren't y'all sick and tired that y'all wear gla- uh, you that wear glasses when they fog up? You go in somewhere and they fog up, and then you go back outside and they fog up, and people think, "Man, that guy's weird." But it does. I hate wearing glasses all the time. One thing good about glasses is nobody hits you with you when you're wearing glasses. Would y'all hit a man with glasses on? Man, I hope not. But hey, I, 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 I'm telling you, I'll get a brand new body. You'll get a brand new body. No more cancer. No more sickness. No more pain. Man, I'm I'm telling you, no more headaches. No more migraines. I'm telling you, we will get a brand new body. I'm excited about that. Man, we see the transformation of the living. The Bible says, uh, verse Corinthians uh, 15, 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Changed into His image. A body of corruption and uh, mortality to a body of incorruption and immortality. Not tasting of death. Only experiencing transformation. Then last but not least, the glorious meeting in the air. That is going to be a miracle. We see there in 1 Thessalonians 14, uh, uh, chapter 4, verse 16, and I'm finished. For the Lord Himself shall descend. Let's all read it together. Verse 16 of chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians. Here we go. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them 
in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Do you guys believe that? We believe it tonight. There will be a glad reunion with saved loved ones. I'll get to see my loved ones that have already gone. Tracy, you'll get to see your mom and dad again. You'll get to see them. I never did get to bother my mother-in-law much down here. But man, I'm telling you what, I'm excited to see her again. She was the life of the party. You people, how many of y'all have lost a loved one? Man, a lot of hands. If they're saved and born again, y'all will get to see them again. You'll get to see them again, walk with them again. You'll be up there, the Bible says you'll be known as you're known. Man, we'll get to see a Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We'll see uh, Methuselah. Man, I can't wait to see that guy. I want to see what he ate. But Methuselah, Noah, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Paul. and Man, you think about all those different ones. I'm excited to be able to see them and ask them questions and talk to them. And, but can you imagine tonight, as I'm finished, can you imagine tonight? I don't know how it's going to be. But the Bible says that the streets are pure gold. They say the walls are of jasper, the gates of pearl. Can you imagine as the gates open up, so we walk in? I'll, I'll be like the Sanford son, or George Jets, I'll be walking in there. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going in there? I, I don't know if there'll be beautiful flowers. I know there's going to be a sea of glass. Brother Hoots is there. He's going to probably be fishing. I don't know. Miss <laughs> Hoots will probably, she'll try to outfish him. But you think about that, uh, and this is one thing about it. Can you imagine seeing the streets of gold? Can you imagine going through and seeing all the, uh, all the angels? Can you imagine seeing all your loved ones? Can you imagine seeing everybody that we've read about and will be known as we're known? And then we're coming up to the throne. Not just, I, I try to imagine that in my mind, but it's hard to do that. Can you imagine as we walk up and we're getting closer and closer? As we're edging our way. And we see, uh, we see a figure there. As we get a little closer, we see him on the throne. And we say, whoa. There's Jesus! Yeah. And I don't know what I'll do, Brother Wise. I guess I'll just fall prostrate at my feet. I don't know what's going to... We're going to be casting our crown. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to be excited to see him. Yeah. There'll be probably... I'm gonna just, I don't know if I'm going to kiss his feet. For what he's done for me. He has changed my life. He's changed my direction. He has changed my family. He has changed everything I've got. He's done everything for me on this earth. I owe it all to him. My voice, my eyes, my ears, my feet, my body, and everything. I owe it all to him. And one day I'll get to see him. And you will too. As the piano player gets ready for a song of invitation... As we stand our feet, as every head bowed, eyes closed, 
tonight, I hope I can excite you, encourage you. You keep living for God. You keep looking forward to that rapture of the church. It's going to happen. You keep waiting on your Lord and Savior come and get you because He will. You keep being faithful to church and keep being faithful uh, to, to the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He's the Alpha and the Omega. You keep being faithful to Him because He's coming back for you. If you're here and lost, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You don't know for sure that heaven will be your home when you die. Won't you come and be saved tonight? You can get just as excited as I am right now. As a church leading up to the missions conference, the rapture of the church for the Lord to come back, that puts a little pep in my step. What about you? As she begins to play, these altars are open.